Hello, hi, I'm Erin Vandevin. Thanks for joining me today. This is Medium Lady Talks. This podcast is about figuring out the medium effort way to get the most out of life today. I hope the things I unpack here can role model and invite you to sort out your own ways to live life in the present. This is a show about experimenting to get closer to what matters most. I'm glad you're here, so let's settle in. Hello, hi, and welcome to Medium Lady Talks episode 28. This is the first episode of 2022, so happy to kind of kick off, I guess, what we'll call season two of Medium Lady Talks. A few opening notes, one of which is I took a break through December and January from recording the podcast, and I just want to thank former me for making that choice. It turned out to be what was unexpectedly a really challenging time period, uh, probably starting almost immediately after Christmas and really ramping up through the new year, both at home, uh, health-wise, work-wise. And so I'm really pleased that I kind of gave myself that permission up front. And I think it's a bit of an example of what I talk about all the time, which is medium effort and taking time when you have the headspace, taking time when you have the right frame of mind to maybe make a few decisions to maybe put a plan in motion so that when your bandwidth is low as it often happens in cycles when your bandwidth is low that medium effort actually carries you through Uh, it really did in this case for me it carried me through moments where I was not well it carried me through moments when I was overwhelmed it carried me through moments when my intention was required elsewhere And there was no attention left for my creative life or the plans and strategy that I might apply to my podcast and growing my podcast and exploring new topics or booking guests for interviews. It really turned out to be just a great decision. (laughs) It was a great decision to just step back for the month of January and take that breathing space. And I think what I'm learning, and maybe if I look back at this next January... I will really acknowledge that January is a month that can really come with its own challenges. I did an episode on the month of September and the month of September claiming to be one thing and actually being another thing. And I think the same is true for January, although thematically not the same things that I brought up in the month of September. So maybe there's another episode there, but for this episode, what we're going to talk about today for episode 28 is how to take care while sick. Pandemic notwithstanding, it's likely that at one point or another, we all don't feel well. And that may come down to hurting yourself. It may come down to catching a cold. It may come down to actually having COVID. It may come down to something more profound and long-lasting, such as chronic illness. I think that what I'm hoping to touch upon today is my own experience of being sick through the month of January and my experience of managing life, managing expectations, managing mental health and well-being while being sick physically. And I thought I would talk about a few of the things that I reflected on and the ways in which I would tell myself in the future to take care. A lot of the time when I talk about this podcast, what I'm really talking about are things that I need to learn for myself and how I'm learning them through just talking them through. Talking them through and preserving them for you know, 
for you and also for me to look back and say, oh yeah, there were some things there. And again, that's medium effort is just taking the time to think about what was hard, what worked, what didn't, and preserving that information so that it can be useful later on. I do want to say a brief thing is that if you are sick right now or if you have been sick, just know that I'm here with you and I do really think that it is becoming a sort of shared part of our collective experience right now is disclosing when we're not well and allowing the vulnerability of that experience to come with some benefits, which is hopefully for you feeling like a holding space is being created for your own recovery or your own ability to find strengths in new ways, your own ability to receive what you need uh, through that vulnerability and not allow the vulnerability to become a barrier to getting what you need. The first thing, and so I kind of journaled a little bit about this, and so I hope you're open to me really just kind of going through a couple of themes that came through as I reflected on my own experience of being sick. Now, just for, you know, um, the difference between, I guess, transparency and privacy is that um, I was not sick with COVID, but some members of my family were, and that all happened while we were all very sick together. So for one reason or another, it's, you know, mystery to the universe, um, is that we were all very sick, but not all of us were positive, testing positive. And so I don't know that that really matters in the grand scheme of things, but it is a question that people ask lately when you claim that you've been sick. And I think that's kind of, uh, again, about saying, you know, oh, me too. And this is really, this this latest Omicron wave, I think, has just put us through something that we didn't have anything in the tank for. And so one of our best opportunities when we have nothing in the tank is to turn to others and find strength in the collective. And I think that's really what people are doing when they reach out and they, you know, they hear you haven't been well and they, they ask if it was COVID. So the first thing I wrote down is that, one of the ways I can take care while being sick. And so I'm going to go through, I think, I think about four, four key things to remember when you're sick, uh, that will help you take care of yourself. Sick does not equal sad. I'll say it again. Sick does not equal sad. And what do I mean by that? Well, I really mean just that is that there were moments while I was not well, that I was still navigating my own mood and there were definitely moments where I was frustrated and I felt exhausted and I felt the resistance to being sick. But there were also moments where I felt like I could lift my mood up from rest. And those moments were really one of the things that sort of kept me afloat in the cycle of being, you know, from from the beginning symptoms through to the peak part of being sick down to the recovery phase. And this time I really, I was sick for a long time. I would say I was sick for a couple of weeks and, um, and had to navigate a lot of different things through that, including work, including childcare, including, you know, virtual school and all the other things. But that's not really what I'm trying to say here. One of the ways that I can take care of myself when I'm sick or even, you know, I'm pretty... Cr- pretty prone to back injuries is to say this physical state doesn't necessarily mean that I have to adopt a parallel mental state or doesn't mean that I have to remain one way throughout. And I think one of the things that really helped me through this long period of being sick was 
finding moments of mindful fun, finding moments of joy, finding moments of entertainment and relaxation, even while having a sore throat, even while, you know, um, waiting for the Advil to kick in. And so when I say sick doesn't equal sad, I think that it's a way to take care of yourself to remember that being sick doesn't mean that you have to shut off the things that bring you joy or pleasure in life, but you may have to modify the ways in which you consume those things. And one of the things that for me was really key was just, you know, kind of leaning into food as a way to feel happy and enjoy things. And, you know, there were some treats, you know, we had a fair bit of food left over, you know, from the holidays and uh, like, like um, treat food is what I mean by that. And so, you know, there were times when I was really leaning into food as a way to just like enjoy a brief moment or a way to, um, you know, even spread happiness kind of among my kids. One of the foods that we really just made us all so happy were popsicles. And it's kind of fun to have a popsicle in the middle of January and to allow everyone to pick their own flavor and to just kind of like silently slurp and sniffle our way through popsicles. Um, but it's true, like there, there were many popsicles consumed while we were all sick, but it really was this food that kind of made us happy and kind of allowed us to take a break from sick being sad or sick being such a bummer and really dragging us all down and making things harder than they need to be. And that was a bit of a mindset shift. And it wasn't a permanent mindset shift, but it was this kind of temporary lightheartedness that could be found through other areas of the day. One of the other things, and this is not for everybody, but one of the other things that helped me when it came to sick not being sad was applying makeup. Once I had really made my way probably at the beginning of being sick and then at the end of being sick, not in the middle of being sick. However, um, there were times when I would really enjoy the mindful fun of putting on some makeup, putting on a little bit of blush, a little bit of mascara, a little bit of lipstick, and then looking in the mirror and having, you know, that sick equals sad, you know, something else reflected back at me. Now, this was really just for myself. This was for nobody else in my life. And I think that has to be underscored as I was not wearing makeup to pretend to the world that I wasn't feeling well. I was really wearing makeup actually just for the act of putting on makeup, the act of taking a break and indulging my senses in the textures, the smells, the color of makeup as a way to just like feel lighthearted and happy while also being sick. And I think there are a handful of things if you think about when you're sick, what are the things that you can do that, you know, help you plug into a feeling that isn't about being sad or kind of beat down by your symptoms and what you're experiencing? The second thing I'm going to talk about actually pivots off of that is sometimes when you're sick, it is really hard to not be sad and sick and sad do go hand in hand. For me, the second tip is sick doesn't start or end in a straight line. There were days when I really felt like I had more energy. I felt like I was recovering. And then perhaps by the, that evening or the next day, I would actually potentially be feeling worse than the day before. And it was really not a straight line. And I think that happens emotionally too when you're feeling sick. So one of the things that I remind myself as a way to take care while sick 
is to say, I am sick right now and I'm feeling this way right now, but it is not going to go in a straight line. It is going to start with a certain kind of symptom and then another symptom is going to come up and my energy is going to go one way and then it's going to go the other way. And it's my, it's my own expectations of what recovery might look like that could potentially really um, affect or drag on the sensation of being beaten down by being sick, you know, and there was a really, a big test of it is what it is. It was a really, it was a real test of how can I strengthen my muscle of being objective and staying back and realizing today I'm feeling this way, tomorrow I'll feel that way, the next day I'll feel a different way. And one way of feeling is not connected to another way of feeling. And there are lots of different sensations of feeling good or feeling bad that are allowed while being sick. You know, I think we think about all of the things that we've learned about viral spread and symptoms and how much of a viral load one has to have before being symptomatic. And those things sort of look like they start at the bottom of the graph and they make their way to the top and then they make their way back down to the bottom of the graph as your symptoms abate and as your immune system fights whatever you're dealing with if we're talking about something like a viral illness. And yet the individual experience of that (laughs) growth curve or that, I don't know what you would call that, bell curve, sure, why not, that um, would manifest itself wildly differently hour by hour, day by day, as your body recovers. And that is a mysterious process (laughs) that one has to submit oneself to while sick. And, you know, for me, it's, it's good to say sick doesn't always equal sad, but it's also good to remember that sick doesn't start or end in a straight line. You know, what you can be thinking, you know, when we, when we all first started not feeling well, it was just kind of like, blurry around the edges what it really meant and then as the days went on there were more symptoms and those symptoms got layered on symptoms and those symptoms were aggravated by other things and you know it all kind of went on along its own merry way and of course being in a home with four other people some people feeling one way and other people feeling another way was pretty important to also recognize that no one's experience was going to mirror or act as a predictor of anyone else's experience. So that's my second tip of how to take care while sick is to remember that sick doesn't start or end in a straight line. The third tip, and I think this will really resonate with a lot of you, is to stay still when you're sick. One of the best ways of taking care is to stay still while you're sick. And this really didn't clue in for me until... I had kind of hacked my way through a work week working from home while sick. Um, And there's lots of reasons why I did that. I'm not going to go into them here. But I had sort of been putting myself on, you know, (laughs) rigorous pain medication cycles in order to keep my symptoms at bay as much as I could to make my way through some um, intense work situations. And then being in a home with three young kids who were still pretty active and not even feeling half as terrible as I or my husband were feeling and, you know, just finding it really hard to stay still until I hit the weekend. And I really realized that I was going to have to just commit to being in bed 
or being on the couch for hours at a time um, in order to just rest and make my way through the symptoms that I was feeling. And one of the things that really helped me was to binge a show. While I was sick, the weekend I was the sickest, I binged the show Emily in Paris. Now, Emily in Paris is probably, for me, the perfect show to binge while sick. It's storyline that kind of moves along quickly enough. It's got a combination of fairy tale, funny, romance, costume, setting, character. The stakes are low. The uh, <laughs> the general like momentum of the storyline is high. The characters don't have too much going on. Yeah, I binged it. But while binging it, and I'm not much of a television binger, like just, you know, out of personal TV consumption habits to just take an aside is I know some people really will binge a show. I am more of a sort of like slow burn when it comes to binging is I will watch one episode a day until the series is finished. But that's probably like that'll be exclusively what I'm watching until the series is over. But I it's rare that I would watch more than one episode in a row, except when sick. I would watch I watched, I think I watched the whole series within 24 hours, the weekend that I was sick. And the reason for that is it kept me still. It kept me in bed with my iPad, watching the show. And it also kind of also allowed me to really lean into the use of screens as a support while sick, um, just for my kids and to keep my kids engaged. So I had my screen, they had theirs, we were all cuddled up together they would toddle off for granola bars and make their way back to me. It really, you know, in a lot of ways, (laughs) it goes back to that, like, sick doesn't equal sad. It's like, I was actually pretty happy, even though I felt terrible and I could not breathe through my nose, um, was to just kind of be cozied up in our nest, everybody watching whatever made them the happiest, and really just to kind of allow that to be what was necessary in order for me to stop moving and rest was to just binge this show. Um, The other thing that actually surprised me is when I started to feel a little bit better is I actually started reading again. And I hadn't read anything probably since the new year. And I would say maybe 10 or so days later, I found myself um, binging a couple of books, reading a couple of books in really quick succession. And where previously I really just hadn't had the attention span or the energy to read. Um, and so that was another really great way to stay still while sick. Uh, two things that just kind of kept me anchored to where I was at, um, really required me, not required me, but motivated me to not really move around very much, to ignore the things that were, um, really kind of would typically distract me from resting, you know, even things like, you know, loading the dishwasher. When you're sick and you load the dishwasher, that can easily just like really take it out of you. And you can spend a couple of hours trying to recover from loading the dishwasher. So something about like being in my room, being in my bed, um, allowed me to both, because I was in my room, I could just close the door and ignore whatever was happening outside. By ignoring what was happening outside allowed me to just kind of sit still because there was nothing visually motivating or making me feel guilty or feeling time sensitive or getting into the pressures of it all. There was nothing um, visible 
that felt like it needed me to get up and get moving. And so by staying still while sick, in particular by binging uh, really watchable TV, really allowed me to take care of myself, take care of myself for a specific period of time while recovering from um, being sick. Okay, so that leaves me to the fourth and last way to take care while sick. And this is about mindset. It's a little bit like the first tip, sick doesn't equal sad. The fourth tip is to consider the long game when you're sick and that you will have time to get through whatever is on hold while you are not well. I thought about this tip a lot because I am not a person who suffers with chronic illness in a way that um, many people do. And I did think about the utility of this tip. And I do think that there is a lot of pressure related to time in our lives. There is a lot of pressure related to not having enough time. Um, one of my favorite podcasters, Lara Tremaine, who has the podcast 10 Things to Tell You, which is uh, since ended, one of her episodes back in the fall was about time anxiety. And I think that when you are not feeling well, when you are sick, your time anxiety can really ratchet up a number of points because in order to recover from being sick, you have to put on hold many of the things that you do or that you're motivated to do because of time. Many of the things that might happen Monday to Friday while you're at work, many of the things that might feel like they need to get done in your off time on your weekends, things that are related to advancement or development, things that are related to childcare, things that are related to relationships, all of those things tend to feel really time sensitive. And that's when you're not sick. But when you are sick, what can happen is that the time it takes to recover feels like a loss. It feels like it puts you behind, behind the equation of time. And what I would really recommend is one way to take care of yourself while sick is reassuring yourself that you have enough time. And I did this by using a mantra. I really just continued to remind myself, I have enough time. I will have enough time. Whatever is on my mind and feels pressing and urgent while sick, I will have enough time to figure this out. I will have enough time to get this done. And if I fall behind in the <laughs> great time balance of life, then I will trust that in the long game, I will be able to make up that time. Now, for me, some of that was related to pressure uh, regarding work. But also some of it was personally imposed, and some of it had to do with my sense of what I might be losing while I was uh, off sick, and losing from a sense of medium lady, growing medium lady, continuing to build and engage with a community that I love, creating content for that community to be of service and to be friendly helping hand, <laughs> is that whatever I need to do to grow and build community and experience creativity and joy, I will have the time to do that. Even if right now is not the time for that, that time will come later. And that is a mindset shift that comes with trust, with also looking back and reminding yourself that if you have been sick before, you were able to make your way to the place you are today, despite having been sick at that time. And if you have a chronic illness, there's many times where your illness will ebb and flow. And 
I also would encourage folks with chronic illness to consider the long game as well when it comes to time and being sick and being in a period perhaps of recovery or remission or a period where your symptoms are less exacerbated. Because what happens when we feel pressured regarding time while sick is we really lean into internalized ableism about achievement and productivity and value. And if we think that by taking time to be sick or to recover from being sick is actually something that diminishes our value, diminishes our worth because it affects our productivity, then having a mantra regarding time allows us to turn down that internalized ableism voice about why it's better to be able than not able and why it's better to be well than sick. When in reality, there are no binaries like that in our lives and everybody is living on one trajectory or another and that might be modified on the day, on the week, on the hour. And it's also not ours to know except for our own internal journey. And so one of the ways I took care while sick mentally was to lean into a mantra regarding time and the long game and that I am in it for the long game, which means that I can take all the time that I need to recover from being sick because I have the time, because my goals are going to take a long time. My goals are not going to be achieved overnight. My productivity, my worth as a person is not going to be demonstrated in this hour or in this day or in this week or even in this year. My worth and value as a human comes from something so much more than time and so much more than what I do to transform my time into something visible or worthy of accolades or worthy of attention and affirmation. So those are my four thoughts on how to take care while sick. I do have to say again, and I think it's just because it's, it's a kind of weighing heavily on my mind, is that I want to acknowledge that while these tips may work for many people, they're not going to work for everybody. And there's also a pressure to um, create something that works for everyone all the time. When in reality, when I'm recording here on this podcast, what I'm doing is preserving in perpetuity my own opinion during this season of my life in a way that actually serves me more than anybody else. It's my podcast for me. I am my... <laughs> I am my target audience. And so these are things that I really need to hear. And I hope some of them resonate with you. But I do also want to acknowledge that the experience of being sick is a really personal one and can run the trajectory of being both brief or very long term and can run the trajectory of being mild to complex and chronic and severe. And I don't want this podcast to suggest that these are tips that apply to any anyone on those two spectrums, to any of the quadrants that may exist in the spectrum of not feeling well. With that being said, I'm going to wrap up this episode. It's the first episode of a new season of Medium Lady Talks. If you are interested in spending more time with me and hanging out in our community, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at medium.lady over there. If you like this episode, the best thing you can do is to share it with someone, either someone who has been sick, and I actually hazard that by the time this episode goes live, many people will have already been sick. So I will be interested to hear how these tips resonate with you. And please share with me what you did to take care of yourself if you have been sick in the last two months or so. 
In addition, if you could share it with somebody, I would love it if you would rate and review the podcast wherever you happen to be listening. And in the meantime, I hope that you are taking care wherever you are. My name is Erin. This has been Medium Lady Talks, and I will see you again soon. Bye.